0: Hello, my friends. Welcome to Lonica Talks USA. There is so much to discuss. So let's get started. I hope, um, that you are having a great week, even though it's been very hectic and a lot of things have happened, but it's always good to come together and chat a little bit and discuss to, um, you know, um, get through it and to get through it together. Also Dirk is here. Hello. We're going to chat with you about everything. Um, you wanted to say something, Derek, first of all, or you want to do it later on? Okay. Um, let's then just get down to business. We, um, it's actually Saturday. It's a few days before president Trump is going to leave the white house. And we're learning new things every day. I see everybody on the chats. I see. Um, your comments, and if you want me to discuss something or you want me to do a shout out, then you can use a super chat or send a super sticker. And there's other ways to support me, you know, in the links below the video, the people that are my patrons and on Patreon, they get like exclusive content. I send pictures there that I don't post on any other social media, or they know what I'm doing during the day. Um, and.
1: But only appropriate pictures. Yes, this is
0: not only fans or something, just interesting background Mm -hmm. information or what I'm working on. So you get an exclusive view of what's next or what's coming. And that's on Patreon. Also, I'm sending out every month for if you're a certain level on Patreon. I'm sending out, um, or Dirk and I are sending out a card every month. And we design it ourselves. It's uh, either a picture or something important or it's a piece of art. So we always make something special. So you can also um, expect that also in the mail if you're uh, supported through Patreon. Okay. Um, Let's talk about President Trump. He is packing his bags. We have seen truckloads of... um, Boxes arrive, and we've also seen some plastic bags with some, uh, personal stuff already being packed up and uh, put in, um, storage bins and into trucks. We hear a little bit of what's going to happen on an inauguration day. Apparently he's going to leave before the inauguration. And he's going to do like a military style goodbye on the. Joint Base Andrews, I think that's how you say it. Um, I don't know if you remember four years ago when Obama left. Um, President Trump and Melania Trump were welcomed at the White House by Michelle Obama and uh, Barack Obama. And Melania Trump brought a whole a nice Tiffany present. And um, then President Obama left for the last time the White House with Michelle and then um air force 1 brought them to their home but times have changed and we also know more about what really went on behind the scenes so so much happened over the past few, four years that a normal goodbye like that will not happen um we know more about obama gates there's more um documents being released we have people asking to declassify everything but at least the Obamagate and the um, Crossfire Hurricane investigation into uh, President Trump, or even before he was president as a candidate, they Im- uh, were spying on him. Those things are being released. And uh, James Comey was the FBI director at that time. Lindsey Graham was um, in the news saying that he thought it was a really bad investigation. So every day we're learning new facts and new things. And I think that it's uh, good that we are going to um, just take every day as it comes and just look uh, into it because we know that the media is not really on our side. They're on the side of their narrative. They have done that for four years. They will hide what maybe is truthful, but doesn't work for their benefit. And then they will focus on things that are maybe minor or not true to change the focus on what you should really have to focus on. And that way they also change history because if you don't pay any attention to things that are happening and you do on other things that are not true, like the Russia hoax, they had so much spent so much time on it and you don't spend time on telling people that it was a hoax, then in the history books, It will look like that president Trump had links with Russia. And, um, why we are here and why I started this live chat with you is that I think it's important that we all do our own investigations and share these things. We find the videos with each other. I also like that you, for instance, on Twitter and, um, Instagram and all the other social media gab, you send me these links or videos and I watch all of them, if I can. And some, I think they're crazy. Some I think, oh, maybe I should look into it. Not everything is always truthful, but a normal person should spend time, like this is your job now, to look into what is videos and everything that's out there and make up your own mind and not just follow someone that you think is amazing or you believe the media, um, you need to do your own work. And I think that's something we learned these days that we cannot sit back and believe what is being fed to us, uh, or being, you know, is on TV all the time. We need to do our own research because what's happening right now is very dangerous with all the censorship and cancel culture. That, um, they're trying to change history and President Trump is going to leave office and they want to change his legacy. They want to erase it. They want to change history and the people, all the people that voted for Trump, they have to resist. This cannot happen. You cannot change history. So that's what we have to do. It's very important and it's on every level important that we always keep the facts clear and the things that have happened. Because if you don't, if you, um, I feel like a lot of people are under a spell because they have not followed president Trump from the beginning. So they just jump in, they see something happening. They don't have the whole picture. And then they might believe what these journalists say. But if you followed him, like I did from the beginning, you watch everything that's being said and done daily, you see what the media is doing. They're trying to hide things that are not, that are, that have happened. And they're trying to make their own interpretation of what has been said. And they make up something negative, um, instead of just listening to what was said. For instance, last week, everybody's like, I have a friend who said to people, um, I don't understand why people are still supporting President Trump after what happened at Capitol Hill. I'm like, how can you say that? Because if you do research and you've watched the whole speech and you see the reaction and there's still investigations, then you know that this was a setup and President Trump, I knew this from the beginning, even before it happened. I tweeted out to people, please don't fall for it and stay peaceful and don't get taunted into, uh, committing violence because that's what they want. And it was like, it was given to them on a silver platter. Like, look, they went into the Capitol Hill. Now you can use it against president Trump. And then right away the whole media and all these politicians went after him. And he was even impeached in a record time of just three days. This was all what they were hoping for. These are like hungry wolves that are looking for a piece of meat and then they got it. So it's a setup. I've seen it in different countries in the Netherlands. I've been in a situation, similar situation. It was about a protest and, um, people were taunting the other side and then the other side did something back. And then of course, in all the media, you would only see what they did and not who instigated it and who incited it. And that's how it works with media. If they want to create a story or a narrative, they only use the parts that are good for them. And unfortunately for them, there are more and more patriotic, um, uh, how do you say citizen journalists who go out and film it themselves. That's why we see more and more the real story of situations. Um, also with Capitol Hill, we know more because so many people are filming. For some people, this was good and some people it wasn't. We also know now that there were people there in Capitol Hill that were Black Lives Matter leaders or a, um, a leader of um, uh, a group that's Insurgents USA, it was called, As his name was um, John Sullivan. Um, He was arrested. I think he's also released on bail. I'm not sure, but he was in there with a CNN journalist and they were on video saying, hey, we got in. We're so happy. And they were on tape, apparently, um, you know, you could hear the people that were inciting, like, let's go in and let's burn this down. And then the others. So these videos are very important. And someone, um, I received one video and that was something that I was also thinking um, this when, this Wednesday, Tuesday, the 20th, or is it? No, Wednesday. When is the, the 20th, right? January. When is that? I think it's Wednesday. Um, the inauguration is happening. And then they were like, most people are not there. So there's nobody on the ground filming. And then if something happens, they can say that it's a Trump supporter. And then nobody's there to film it. So if you go there, if you're in a neighborhood, please film everything. It's the same also with the chaos that happened in Soho last year. Um, we documented it. Um, we filmed. Many friends filmed. So that's why they cannot change history. It happened, and the media wants to have wants it uh, that it doesn't happen or it's not important. And the mayor doesn't want to talk about it, but we know that it happened. And that's why it's so important that people are starting to film everything you see happening, even with, um, for instance, if you have an incident with the police or film everything, it's important and it's, um, evidence. Uh, you hope you never need it, but you never know if you need it. So it's very important. We also found out, for instance, um, that's why people shouldn't react so quickly, like with Capitol Hill. If you already say, I cannot believe you still support President Trump after what he did at Capitol Hill. First of all, you didn't hear his speech. Because most of these people that are very much against President Trump and they say all these things, they don't watch his whole speech. Because they hate him so much, they cannot sit through it. And for instance, one thing he said was peacefully and patriotically, let your voices be heard. And, um, he never incited violence. And then afterwards he said so many videos, no violence. I don't want violence. And it's like, he can say it 10 times and they will still say, yeah, but he's the way he's saying it, it sounds like he's asking for something. It's not true. Just listen to the words. It's your interpretation. And it has to do, there's something wrong with you. Also, we hear more, hear more about what really happened. So we know that there were Trump supporters. There were some, um, uh, people with crazy beliefs. There were just people that got caught in the moment. There were people that were actually instigating, um, the whole thing that were, um, from other groups, not Trump supporters like this, um, John Sullivan that I was saying before. We also know that there was an intelligence report that warned Congress three days before this happened that there could be something happening and that they should be prepared. Um, so everybody kind of knew that this could happen and they should have been prepared. It makes no sense that sense that there was no police and there was no protection. That there was only a few guards doesn't make any sense. But they. Um, it's, it's even for me who sees what's happening and following every day, The you don't understand the power and the, the, the aggressiveness of this propaganda that all these people at the same time are throwing at us. And it started from last year and... That's why it's good that so many people are making these compilation videos of what the, for instance, the Democrats have said and how they asked for uprisings on the streets and, um, people going out on the street and then Kamala Harris saying they will not let up. They will, it will not stop. If after the election, it will not stop. They will continue talking about all these chaotic, um, protests and riots and looting and the billions of dollars of damages, um, they have said it all. They uh, um, Maxine Waters. She even said to people at a event, uh, "If you see people, you go to them and you um, you basically ambush them with a group." And for them, that's normal. But they want you to forget that, and they um, so they started this whole. Um, energy within society that got certain groups of people going on the street and then people that just want to live their lives they're trying to understand these people that are out on the street but then they also um they want to just live their lives and not deal with it but then there are for instance small mom and pop stores that are ruined and then they have to go out and then they get this anger because they're ruining their stores and their streets. And, um, the Trump supporters so far, all the rallies of Trump have been very peaceful until the Capitol Hill incident that was uh, not okay. But then that is put on such a high pedestal compared to everything else that happened last year of the terror that has been going through our streets. And then the people that are upset with President Trump, he wanted the Democrats, mostly Democrat mayors to do something about the unrest, the civil unrest in the streets, and nobody wanted to do anything and everybody had to stay home for the pandemic. But when there was a protest, when they were out going out for black lives, Matter, for George Floyd, he was used as an excuse for, you know, to let people go on the street. Then it was okay because they were going out for a good cause in their eyes. But then if you wanted to go to church, that was not allowed. So it was a very double standard last year, a lot of civil unrest, a lot of damages, even in Portland, Seattle, it's been going on in New York. It was, um, a few, a week that it was really bad. And then people, the energy in the streets was very demoralized, but it wasn't as bad as Seattle and all these other places. But you do see in New York that, um. The, pe- the bad guys, they feel no boundaries anymore. Um, the police feels demoralized because they cannot really get the bad guys off the street. Because they bring them to the precinct and then within half an hour they're out again. They're back on the street. We have, we've seen a lot of unprovoked attacks of young kids, of women um, in the subways, in on the street, just unprovoked attacks of people really committing very, very aggressive, um, violence, like hitting them with baseball bats and crashing or cracking their, their skulls, uh, beating women up. So they get into the ICU and then their medical bills are really high. Um, it's been going, it's been getting crazy here just because this whole situation, so this whole energy within America has over the past years. Uh, While everybody was fighting President Trump, President Trump was like, please bring some civil uh, civility back on the streets and or ask uh, the National Guard to come uh, there. But nobody wanted to do it. And no, all those Democrat leaders didn't want to get uh, President Trump involved, didn't want, they just wanted to build this civil unrest. So billions of dollars of damages, 25 people at least have died. Um, The energy also caused that the, the crime rates in New York have gone up. Um, the whole, everything just went into this downward spiral. It's really sad. And instead of, um, doing the right thing, they're even going after the police, even more, um, like the people in charge, attorney general and all those people, it's the mayors. They act like the police is the problem, uh, even though these leaders are the problem. Um, yeah, it's, it's just that the, for a year, if you followed it and you were in it, you know, that for a year, these Democrat leaders were like, yes, you, we cannot, we hate this guy. We have to go on the streets. There's so much police violence and you need to, um, you know, the police had the defund the police. There was, so they fed it. And now. President Trump and his supporters, they have a rally normally it's very peaceful. And then the Capitol Hill, it gets to their place, even though they were warned, but they didn't do anything to protect themselves. Um, and then a few people went in of the hundreds of thousand people that were actually there, I mean, let's be real. If they really wanted to take over, they could have with just the limited amount of police. That shows you that this was just a small group that went in and they're using this in the media and the media, I think is so bad and they are the problem of all of this, this, they're also the problem of all these people suffering from Trump derangement syndrome and hating on him and thinking that the other party is great or hating or loving this person. The media does that. They do this on purpose The It's, it's not only about the way they write their stories or they, they, they share their stories. It's about, uh, where, what they focus on timing of articles coming out and it's in every country. It's used as propaganda. It's used to, uh, stir up violence, upset, um, just, it can start wars and, um, That's why I'm trying not to watch. I have, we have no TV, um, how do you say that box anymore? We don't watch it. I just watch videos and, um, just videos of people on the streets and their live Reporting live streams and stuff. That's the only way you can get a really good idea. Um, and the white house has live press conferences, so. For instance, if you were really upset about the Bleachgate, I would recommend you watching that uh, Bleachgate press conference with Trump from the beginning to end and then realize what was said and what the media made of it. Then you probably think of yourself that you were really stupid believing the media because he didn't say that you have to drink bleach. And so with every story that was in the news over the years, we have to look back at what happened and... It's such a powerful force because these politicians, and it's not only the Democrats, there's also a few Republicans. Um, we really see, I said in the previous video, I just watched again, the true colors of people, we really see the true colors of people. And we see how they, they, um, all work together against president Trump because president Trump was not allowed to win and. He needed to go away. They did these crazy impeachments. They they tried everything to get him out. So that he made it to four years is already amazing. And we have to really uh, focus on his accomplishments and be proud of it. And also the people involved need to be proud of it. But it's hard for them because the people that are leaving the office now and need to find a new job, they're all being canceled. They cannot find any job. So what we need to do is, um, everybody that supports Trump finds the businesses that support Trump. The other side does this. They support the people that they believe in. But I feel like a lot of conservatives love Trump supporters. They have been very normal. Like we just, you know, give our money to whatever business needs, uh, you, we need something from, but now you actually have to think a little more before you purchase something or you, uh, put your money in a bank or, um, you travel somewhere to think, okay, is this someone or something that I want to put my money, uh, towards, or, um, is this the right thing? Because they do it and. I feel a lot of uh, Trump supporters now need to, they, they first were very naive, I think, thinking that truth matters and uh, the truth will come out and people are usually good people, but life and people are not always great. And uh, most people have their own, they do everything for money and power and fame and uh, they're compromised, maybe they... Um, or they follow the spell of, or the, the whole narrative so much that they totally lose track of what's right and what's human and what's okay. Um, that, that we need to, um, realize that, that, that it's not just, we have to be smart about how we live our lives. We have to be prepared. And, um, that's what the the Democrats and also the other side have, has been doing. They have been very organized. They have been very active. They have really forced their opinion onto everyone. And they've been very strong and very like, this is what I want and we're going to go and get it. And you don't see that from the other side, but I I see a lot of people that are changing, so I want to hear from you. If, um, you know, what you have done the past week of, you know, avoiding cancel culture or changing uh, prescriptions, subscriptions, um, what has changed for you? Because it's interesting that many people have been woken up with the cancel culture and the censorship that has happened over the past week. And maybe Facebook and Twitter and social media will bring back Trump, but... The damage has already been done. Many people see now that they are too powerful and that Congress and the the government in America won't really do something about it. So the people have to, if you want to change, you have to be the change. So I saw that Twitter lost like 20% of the value, which is great. They deserve it. And we see that Gab is doing great. We also unfortunately see that other apps like Parler, The CEO, John Matsey, is getting a lot of death threats. He had to leave his house with his wife. It's terrible that people are like that because the media made it sound like there was a lot of organizing and extreme violence on those platforms. But basically the Capitol Hill uh, issues, uh, those events, they were mostly, that's what actually the Gap CEO and the Torba was saying, stating Uh, They were organized on the platforms of Facebook. So when are they going to ban Facebook? So it's just an excuse for them to ban Parler saying there's extreme violence or Apple CEO Tim Cook said it too. They want to ban them because they see there's violence, but on their own platforms, there's violence too, or they're really awful apps and they are allowed to be there. So this is just because of their own political preference that they say it's to avoid violence, but they don't ban all the apps that have violence, um, they're only selective with the ones that they don't like personally. And we just, you know, it's great Facebook. Um, if you have stocks in it, think, do you want to be part of that or invest maybe in something else? Um, the same as what Francis Gab has been doing. They have their own servers because Parler didn't, and they were, um, thrown off by Amazon web services that were hosting uh, the website and gab learned we need to do everything ourselves so it's with everything we have to learn to do things ourselves and find the better solutions of people that will protect freedom of speech and uh, that will not be discrimin- uh, discriminating against conservatives of people that are have a different opinion it's not okay that only one opinion is allowed um, so this week, Derek and I we went uh, I wanted to get away from New York, you know, this whole this 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 I needed to see some real people, some real patriots, so we went upstate. Our car needed to get a um we needed to something needs to be fixed. so and then the people there were so nice and all these people in this area. it was just nice to get away for a little bit. I also passed uh, the Donald Trump State Park, which was nice to see. He has a whole park upstate New York, but yeah. So what have I been doing, you know, with all this, everything going on, I have been looking at, um, you know, moving many of you actually send me messages of places to move to, um, one of the things we're looking at is, should we go to a red state or should we go to a state that is, um, a swing state? So, you know, if you think, if you really want to make a change if you move to a swing state and you become active and when I get my passport, I can vote and I could make a change. So there's all these things on the, you know, the bigger picture. I'm already planning in my head what I want to do. I already ordered boxes. So I'm slowly um, starting to also pack up stuff and whatever we're going to do and wherever we're going to go. I just know from being in the Netherlands and packing up, Uh, a lot of memories and stuff in my storage, how long it takes. So it's better to start now, slowly pack once uh, every day a little bit um, and will take months probably. But so I've been doing that and um, looking at other companies, please share them also if you know of companies that need support that are um, you know, not going to discriminate against certain people with certain beliefs. I cannot believe I'm saying that, but America has really changed this. This I, to me, that has been the biggest change. It's not even that Joe Biden becomes president. It's just the censorship and cancel culture that the big tech is actually in charge in America. So no, Dirk, you're looking like you want to say something. I
1: think America died, like America died, but the American is still alive.
0: Yeah. So can we resuscitate America? Can we revive it? Yeah,
1: of course. As long as there's still Americans, yeah, Amer- America, the 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 con- the country isn't for me isn't what it used to be anymore. So,
0: I'm yeah, but th- it's because America stood for freedom and yeah, so freedom I of speech.
1: Move somewhere where there are Americans. That's why I, that's why I got my green card. Yeah, I, I like the mentality better, but for some reason, somehow. It feels like non-Americans took over America.
0: Yeah, this is very. This is not America. This is not who we are. To uh, quote uh, Obama, um, it's it's more European mentality, which we or socialist mentality, which America is not. That was not America. America is the place where if you work hard and anything can happen, and you you can make your life great it's all about your um and it's about positivity and happiness and now it's all about this is not okay and this is not right and this is bad so it's the mentality the way um they want to change Americans in America that has and and uh, apparently the activism and the uh, the elections they have won so
1: yeah but they shouldn't change it because if people like what what's happening with the democrats now what if they like that better then just move to europe that's the reason i moved from europe to the us i don't like the mentality in holland so i move here yeah i'm i'm not i'm not going to change and ruin the netherlands for people because maybe some people like it like in in denmark people are very happy being a little bit unhappy <laughs> i'm not so I moved here and I'm not going to ruin America for the Americans. And, but it happened.
0: Yeah. It's just, what I notice is it's not even Trump. Trump is just, um, it's just something they can get their anger out at, but it's many people are unhappy with themselves. It's with this whole, uh, identity politics and it's never good enough. They're not happy with who they are or what they have. It needs to change and when it's changed, it's not good enough. It needs to be changed again. So there's no end to it. While Americans are basically happy with a normal life, but it's not allowed. You have to think about what you're saying. If it's, it's what movies you watch, um, what, you know, it's everything. Um, I saw that in Congress now, uh, Nancy Pelosi changed the rules that they're not going to have any gender based titles, they're not going to use them anymore, like mother or sister. And then what did she do the first time when she did the impeachment hearing, she had a little speech and she was talking about that she's a mother and a wife. And so she was breaking her own rules again, but you know, it's always, they, they set rules for others, but not for themselves. They don't want violence from Trump supporters, but it's okay if it's anti-fam Black Lives Matter. They never really did something about it. And some people said, yeah, they were outraged about it. No, they were not doing what was needed to crack it down and and make sure that the people in the neighborhoods felt safe. Um, so, yeah, I went, we went away for a little bit. And then we were also listening to, um, someone made this, this speech of Trump with some inspirational music. And it just... I hope that that feeling will never die. I don't know, Derek, if you have a link, but um, I also don't see any pictures on the side today.
1: Y- you're going from one subject to another. Yeah, so it's I mostly really don't America. Know it's America, America. So you want the flag. Yes. Back. Okay. So we're putting up the flag. Here yes. you
0: go. Um, so if you have that inspirational quote, the video, I want to share it with people. Because if you feel down and you're upset, please, um, listen to it. It's, uh, you know, the, the dead spirit will never die. They will go after people that have the Trump spirit, which is positive and American and America first and happiness and positive. Um, but it will never happen. And if they continue this, it will only get more people to wake up and see what they're doing. But this is a very inspirational video and, 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 uh, speech that Trump did. And he also says that, you know, when things don't go your way, you have to keep going. If you feel that your uh, what you want to do is righteous and the cause you have to just continue and you cannot stop. You can be upset for a little bit, but you have to continue your life. So that's what we're doing together. Um. Yes, Derek, you are in my name you shared it, I see. Never never ever give up. Yeah. And uh, people in America are asking Trump he has a few days left. He hasn't pardoned uh, Assange or Snowden yet. He came out with a proclamation of uh, religious freedom day, which is apparently today. We um he's still talking to people um and he's doing a few things like that. Um, with proclamations and I think it's, uh, Martin Luther King day, apparently coming up, but no, no big. So we're all hoping and waiting for something big still happening that he will pardon someone big or come out with something big before he leaves. It would be very unlike Trump. It wouldn't be Trump if he just would leave in silence. So we have to see what happens, but in the meantime, they're trying to go after him and his family. They try to ruin their legacy. You see the New York, a lot of places they want, they have taken down the name Trump on buildings. It's really pathetic how they want to cancel someone. And, um, politician Rand Paul actually said that if they continue, if the Senate continues and impeaches Trump, which can only happen when there's two thirds of the Senate, which would mean half of the Republican party has to vote for it. If they do that, then one third at least will leave the Republican party. And that will only benefit the Democrats because the Democrats, even if they, even they have difference of groups in their Democrat party, they are very unified when it comes to going against president Trump. And, uh, they would benefit from it. So that would break down the Republicans and it would basically mean a one party um, rule, and then the Republicans can never win president any, presidency anymore.
1: I don't think it was any different the past years. I think it was almost a one-party thing with the previous uh, Republicans. The Their policies were a little bit different, and what they told people was a little bit different. You but s- I y- think it's pretty much all the same.
0: Yeah, you see also that Mc- uh, Mitch McConnell and... Um, The McCains, they are the ones against Trump, but those are the ones running for presidents in the past. So that means that they basically were all on the other side of Trump. And you also see the people in Congress that are fighting for Trump, like Matt Gates, that calls out the hypocrisy and um, Jim Jordan, great politician. Um, They're on team Trump. So I really think that the Trump legacy will be there, uh, but we just have to be um the powers of media and the cancel culture is so big, but we all have to do our best. Like I said last time, if you have magazines and things, save everything. Don't throw anything Trump related away for history purposes, historical purposes. Thanks, Vivo, for your first comment. You say the Democrat Party has always been a torn on America's side. From Civil War, Reconstruction, Women's Suffrage, Jim Crow, Segregation, list goes on. Um, They're very good at the people think, even with me when I came here, I totally was, I thought I was, you know, more into the Democrat Party. But um, they're very good in making history sound like they were on the right side all the time. And it's because for some reason the media is on their side. And when more people wake up and follow, a lot of people I know, also the people that are against Trump, yeah, I just don't like him. They don't take the time to do any investigative work. They don't want to spend time, they want to have a big opinion ruining someone's life, in this case President Trump, but they don't want to spend the time actually looking into it. I have um, you know, I can say things about Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, but I won't be you know, the situation is they're going to be the president and the vice president. And if that is the situation, if you want to live in America, you have to accept it. And then you have to build from the, if you don't like it, you can, um, a lot of people don't like it. Same as with President Trump, a lot of people don't like it, but then you can decide to um, leave or you can work from the ground up. And that's what the I think this is a wake-up call for a lot of Trump supporters that it's not all, life is not, uh, you know, all great and it wor- everything works out. And uh, a, s- a smart lawyer once told me it's not about, what was it, Dirk? It's not about uh, the truth, it's about winning.
1: It's about the results.
0: Yeah, about the results. So yeah. it's about winning. Yeah. So it's not about the truth. Because I'm always like in a court case, I want the truth out. I want the truth out. And he was like, "Lanaika, it's not, it's not about the truth. It's about winning." And you see, even in history, that certain people got out of jail. Um, that you know, maybe the truth is different. But
1: no, he said, "There is no, there is no justice. There are only results."
0: Okay. So that's That's what what he he said. said. But basically he means it's not, there's no justice. There's only results. Yeah. Uh, so we have to work on the results. That's just what we have to do. And, um, but I do think there's a big exodus happening. Republican party, maybe some Democrats, even, uh, we also saw some Democrats leaving the Democrat party, going to the Republicans. Maybe they also just will leave again until they really find their voice. Um, the coming years, what we can expect is Biden has already announced he's going to change a lot of policies, uh, a lot of Trump policies. He's going to fight the NRA. The NRA is a gun lobby group. Um, they basically are for um, conscious and responsible gun owners. Because unfortunately, America and everyone in the world, there's a lot of irresponsible illegal gun owners so it's better to do it legally and with care um but then the new york attorney general this woman she's like on fire she's going after trump the trump organization she wants to go after nra so what did the nra do they uh filed for chapter 11 bankruptcy and they're going to uh incorporate again in texas they're like we're out of here and That's one business, but we see a lot of people and businesses, people with money leaving New York. So, um, maybe Biden will build New York out again, but we will see that people are, they see what's happening and they right away, make a decision. We're going to leave. And maybe, you know, we can sit and be upset about the new reality, but we can also just be like, okay how can I change my life for the better that I feel more okay with how I spend my money or who I work with or what I want to do. Um, and I'm sure if you take your time to don't rush anything, but take your time thinking like I do, start slowly packing your bags, um, thinking about where to go, do research and then do it. And I'm sure you will feel better because you made it a decision with your heart. Um, we also see that people like Mike Lindell and Linwood Wood, are giving people hope, but I think these people should not be censored. we should hear them just like the other side. We should always hear what everybody has to say and make up your own mind. I think that, um, some they, there was a picture of Mike Lindell that he had, a notes pad with some things on it in discussion with president Trump. I just follow what is happening in the news. I don't like conspiracy theories. And um but I do think that we need to watch what's happening with everybody and give everybody a voice. But many people are hoping that Trump will declassify everything that he will just sh- throw it to us and that we can all do our research and think, well, you know, what we think about it, but maybe
1: at one point the Media gets so bored of the Biden Harris administration that they have to find content, and then they start to look into the uh, Hunter files, the Hunter laptop, and the Obama Gate files. Maybe that's something that can at one point happen because it's probably going to be really boring.
0: Yeah, yeah. The what are the people going to do when Trump leaves office? He's not in. in uh, he's not a politician anymore. He's back to being Trump will probably have his own news channel or whatever, um, merchandise. I think in the end, he will be fine. Everybody will cancel him. If all the banks will cancel him, him and all the conservatives will start a bank. That's how just, you know, when one door closes, another door opens, it's, um, we are resilient, people are resilient. So. That's going to happen, but we already see with Biden that he's going to change policies and what you see happening now at the border is that for instance, there's already a caravan going, they're marching towards the border. I believe they're from, um, South America coming and they're hoping now that they can, uh, come into the country. So then that would mean that it overwhelms the system, but that also means votes for the Democrat party. Um, so it's in their own benefit, even though it's ruining neighborhoods, as long as it's not in their own backyard. Um, yeah, so that's usually what happens. But even governor Cuomo now is talking about, we have to open New York. We cannot keep it closed forever. He said it for a year that it has to be closed because we're smart thing to do. Even though many people died, he doesn't want to talk about that, that many people died under his watch because of his policies. But he wants to keep New York closed, And the moment Biden gets into office, of course, New York is going to open and he's going to do everything now to make it flourish again. Uh, or he's going maybe just like the Blasio, they're not going to focus on the um, crime increase and, or blame it on something else. But I don't know, they will, the media and the politicians, they will all try to make it amazing now, like Trump is away. Trump is gone. Everything is amazing again. You know, they'll, they will try to do that. And then also together with international governments, they will make it sound like America's saved and America's back in business because the evil Trump is gone. But I don't know. And also there are stories about Biden doing a lot another three months of a mask mandate and even forced vaccination. But what is he going to do about the, you know, the border... Um, the people getting into the border. We know that Trump is very proud of his wall that was built. But is he gonna let everybody come in? And what Apparently about Iran? A lot
1: of people are already on their way to the border from Honduras. Yeah. I just read yeah it in the chat.
0: Yeah. And also what is Iran doing? Because Iran is um threatening the USA a lot. It's uh, just
1: like in Holland. That the our prime minister he needs votes. Sorry for jumping to a different subject. Uh, He he needs votes. So he is giving Syria money, the rebels, to fight, to cause havoc. And on the other hand, he opens up the country for Syrian refugees. While he is one of the prime suspects of creating war there. And he doesn't want to to
0: answer. Yes, exactly. I also wanted to cover the story about uh, international governments... But yeah, it's, it's, they do, they cause something and then the citizens have to deal with the results. It's also that the policies in New York and for in San Francisco and LA is to have, um, make healthcare available for everybody. So what you see happen is that all the homeless people, they end up going here because they think if I fall ill, then I will be helped here. And um, that's why there's a big homeless population here. Everything has a cause and a result. It's, you know, if you want to avoid certain things, but some people just think short term. They do, if they're, when they're naive, they think just short term or just ideal situation. I feel a lot of people are just not leaving, uh, uh, certain people are not living in reality. They live in fairy tale land. And life and world is not a fairy tale. And that's why a lot of people they they get into uh, office and then they make these big mistakes because we also have to talk about Trump's great results and successes. Uh, many people have noticed, uh, especially for the minority population, before the pandemic was uh, the the virus was unleashed. Everything was going well for all the Americans. Yeah. There were politicians talking about race, this race, that gender, this rent, gender, that, but overall everybody, especially the minorities were doing great. And, uh, it was America's flourishing America first, America business are doing well, but it had to be ruined because of the, you know, they want a globalist uh, society. And what we also see, what's interesting internationally is that a lot of governments are collapsing, um. It's that many people are unhappy with the way they dealt with this pandemic and or there are other issues that are now because everybody's inside, they noticed what the government has been doing. And one of them is actually the Dutch government, where we're from originally, the Netherlands. And the government collapsed. The uh, the Prime Minister Mark Rutte resigned. And many people are happy, but he also chose the easy way out. You already noticed that certain media are trying to portray him as amazing. And that hopefully in two months when the elections are there, that he will be voted in again, and then it will look like he took responsibility, but now he's back in business. Um, but he was actually the cause of all the problems because what's happening in the Dutch government and in the Netherlands is it's funny that our, um, one of our friends. Um, I would totally not expect it. You were walking with him today and he was saying.
1: Oh my God, the Dutch, Dutch government collapsed. That's.
0: Yeah, but he would also knew all the details. Yeah,
1: everything. The, so that they're, what is that? The mission? What is the demis- Yeah,
0: they're still there and they're just, uh, taking, uh, care of the, the things that have to be done for the lockdown. But they're also putting in place a lot of measures that are not, uh, they're against human rights, like they even want to start a curfew at night and all these things, but the problem in the Netherlands is that this Mark Rutte, he's been in office for 10 years and he started this thing that, that all the people, the, um, government employees call the Rutte Doctrine. And that means that he didn't want to, um, write down anything that he decided or that he discussed with people in uh, government.
1: Normally you keep memos.
0: Yes. Like with, with the fight with all everything we now know with all the Russia hoax in America and all these things, there's, there's uh, documents and that's how you run a government. You, you keep documents, but what Mark Rutte did is he didn't want, he said he had an excuse that his department is very small. Um, but he didn't want to, he didn't really document much. And on the other side, when you ask him a question about a situation, he's like, uh, I don't really remember. So it it was always the easy way out. We don't keep any documents so nobody can ever, um, hold you accountable. And then when people ask me what happened, then I'm not going to, I don't, I forgot. But then he was actually in front of this, um this hearing under oath because of this big scandal in the Netherlands. I will talk about that in a little bit, but he was saying, I don't know. I don't remember. And then one politician asked him, but isn't it dangerous? You're prime minister. Now you don't keep any documents for the next person that comes in and he's like, no, 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 because he's always smiling and he's such a normal guy. He goes to work on his bike. He eats an apple. Most Dutch people are like, oh, he's so normal. He's so nice. But in the meantime, he does all these things against the law and against, um, the con the Dutch constitution. And, um, but he, he would then said, no, there are a few people that can then, um, help that new person to, you know talk them into what, what we arranged and what we did, but that's not how it works. a a new, um, prime minister could be someone of a totally opposite political party, and then they just need to know the facts, not what your opinion is, or that you fill them in. You need to read the documents. And also what's part of the ROTA doctrine is that. Employees didn't feel comfortable, didn't, didn't want to, or we're told not to share information with the parliaments, and the parliaments is allowed by law has to receive all the official documents and all the so they can. They're basically there. The parliament, which we call in the Netherlands the or the Tweede Kamer, is there to um, check and. And, and watch over the cabinet of, uh, with the ministers and see what they do and they can ask questions, but they didn't receive all the information on top of that. The Dutch uh, citizens are allowed to ask for, and and the media is asked for, they can ask for documents, uh, because it's uh, a government and then the government needs to be transparent. So citizens are allowed to ask for, um, information and then. He didn't want to give it to them. Or it's all blacked out. And this has been going on for 10 years. And he could get away with it. But some politicians started to get really upset. The reason he resigned is that we had a big scandal for over two years. And it's just the tip of the iceberg. It's not even the biggest thing. So More things will come up. But you have the Dutch tax authorities. And basically they went after people. um, Accusing them of fraud. In this case it was for the... Um, extra child subsidies that they, uh, by law were allowed to receive. And then these people, they didn't make enough money to pay for childcare, but because of these subsidies, they could pay for childcare. And then from one day to another, they were accused of fraud. They had to pay back tens of thousands of uh, euros and they didn't have the means to do that. So they. Had to file for bankruptcy. They lost their jobs. They, um, because they were uh, put down as frauds, um, they were not allowed to get any, um, um, they say that mortgages and all these things because you're untrustworthy. Um, They got into depression. Their health declined. They went into divorce. Children taken out of, uh, um, taken into custody. Um, these lives of these people were ruined. And it's been going on for sometimes even more than 10 years. But it started when, um, especially when Mark Rutte was in charge as the prime minister. And these people still to this day, so a year ago, they already said, okay, we made a mistake and uh, we need to uh, compensate all these people and we have to give back their money and we have to do it right. And they talked all great stuff on the TV. Even a new minister came in. To, to do it. But over a year later, these families have still received nothing. Then when it became a really big issue, they said, no, everybody's getting 30,000 euros. That was like a month ago. Still, nobody has received anything. But then if KLM for the pandemic or the airlines have an issue, they get money right away to a billions of dollars to uh, save their asses. And so they can get through the lockdowns. But then these families that were totally ruined, and we're talking about tens of thousands of families that had no social life, their lives for the rest of their lives are ruined. No money can ever make up for what has been done by the government. They still, what's the big deal with the Netherlands? They get so much money because the Netherlands is a tax haven. Uh, all these companies, like all these big, I don't even have to name the names, of the big American companies, they go to the Netherlands to... Uh, evade legally taxes because they pay lower taxes there. And everybody in the world knows that, that it's a tax haven and they are so able to do everything. They can help all these big companies, but then these Dutch families, they, they promise things, then when it comes out, they first try to hide it. They first try to black out the things, the documents they have, but then when it comes out, they don't want to do anything then you give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, okay, we'll give you a year. But after a year, still nothing has been done. But then in the media, he cries. He says, oh, it's really bad. It's terrible. And then he goes on uh, with his life. And this is continuous for him that he is really good. um, Like, uh, he acts really well. And people that don't understand or don't know the details, they think he's a great politician, great man. And I'm sure he's a nice guy, but what he's doing is against the the law and is against everything. And this is causing so many thousands of people to have their lives ruined. O- also over the past 10 years, the Netherlands has really gone down. Uh, everything has become more expensive. Um, we have had over 750,000 refugees uh, from non-Western countries. Um, origin come to our country. They get preferential treatments, getting housing. No, uh, Dutch families sometimes have to wait for 10 years before they can get a house. And then these new people come and they get a house right away. So it's been, everything has become more expensive. Nothing has become better. The only thing that has become better is Europe. Uh, the European Union, I mean. That's that's what Mark Rutte is really focusing on, on making EU... A big, but in the but meantime, for who
1: did it get, did Europe get better?
0: Nobody, but for, uh, only the, the, for s- Brussels for Brussels and people are starting to see it and feel it. And then the pandemic is not helping. So this, this, um, scandal that happened in the Netherlands is a, you know, it's the reason he resigned. But it was also that he did another trick, apparently. He wanted to ask his coalition partners to support him because he has a very important debate on Wednesday. But he didn't want to do the debate if he didn't have the support beforehand from his coalition partners. And they were like, we don't know what's coming out. We don't want to be pressured into it. So then he realized, you know what? I can't keep this up anymore. Let's just resign. But then you see all the media that want him as the prime minister, like put down these... these, these touching pictures of him and publish it. And then people are like, oh yeah, I still support him. He's so amazing, such a nice guy. So the propaganda is continuing again, even though many people saying he needs to leave politics, he needs to just go away. What he did, you know, this Rutter doctrine I was talking about is so embedded into the whole government. There's so many issues. I experienced it myself. I'm still experiencing it myself. I'm also a victim of the Rutter doctrine but it's a lot of people are, it's, it's just the government has become such a, you know, targeting people, regular, normal people. They didn't do anything wrong and they just want to find something wrong. And they want you to be, they accuse you of everything and, um, Just the way the government is run is just not okay. So we need to start from the bottom up also there. You see it all over the world. It's a trend where people are realizing this is not okay. We need to go back to basic, to what's right.
1: But to to react on what you just said, that uh, the coalition parties, he informed with his coalition parties to see if it would be smarter to resign or so he he, he wouldn't have to do the debate next week or to stay on so he could do the debate. Uh, In the chat, there are people talking about, yeah, but in Holland, this could never happen because we have a multi-party system. That's BS. You have the uh, coalition and the opposition and they all stick together. The coalition always sticks together. And basically it's all the same. What do you think about that?
0: Well, you have a few parties, but what we already notice is that also in the Netherlands... But e- what is
1: the difference between the coalition parties? They're all... Uh, it's all a bunch w- of BS. No,
0: they want to be in power. Yeah, and but they, they want to do it
1: together. It's yeah. not like one party wants to be in power. They really don't care. They want to be in power together. And the whole idea about having different parties is just for, for the public eye. It has nothing to do with choice, because in the end, they stick together... And they just forward their
0: uh, agenda. Combined
1: ag- agenda, yeah. Yes,
0: they're all. For instance, right now, someone I saw someone on Twitter saying it that uh, in these days in the Netherlands, it's basically either your party for more European Union and less. Uh, so, uh, um, less, um, power for the Netherlands or you're against, uh, the EU. That's the only decision you have to make. You have to check for all the parties, because if you want more EU at one point, the Netherlands will just be a province and will have no power in anything anymore. Um, that's the goal of the EU. So, um, and many people are feeling like we don't want it. We want a Brexit or in this case, an exit. We see it also in different countries. But what you notice when this news came out is right away. Something bad, a bad news about the opposition party leader came out the same day. Um, this is also an interesting story. Maybe you've heard of him, Geert Wilders. He's uh, the second largest party in the Netherlands. They, nobody wants to uh, work with him. They he's like always uh, shunned, but a lot of people vote for him. So normally you would have to sit down with him and and and. Um, also form a correlation with him. That would be the most fair thing because it became the biggest and a lot, you know, second party next to the VVD of Mark Rutte. Uh, but he's shunned and he needs protection because um, people are um, threatening his life for 16 years already. So he has no life. He only works. And in Netherlands, they try to do everything to take out a political Opposition leader. Um, about 18 years ago, we had Pim Fortuyn. He was going to do really well in the election, maybe even become prime minister, and he was killed just before. The killer is already out. He already has a nice house. And those are things that happen in the Netherlands. So we always think, and the Americans think, that the Netherlands is such a great country. But we have a country where political opposition leaders are killed. And Geert Wilders was doing is doing really well in um again in the polls. So Mark Rutte is now in the news with some uh, you know backlash of his Mar- uh, Rutte doctrine. So the first thing you see in the news is Geert Wilders took money from an American donor, an extreme right donor uh for his um his lawyer. His lawyer was paid by an extreme right donor. Um, the backstory of this is that he year, he years ago, he was at an event and he said, do you want more or less? He asked people, do you want more or less Moroccans? Because there's a lot of crime in the Netherlands. And he says, uh, many are caused by Moroccan youth. So we want less of that. Uh, apparently this against, um, this is not allowed this speech.
1: It incites violence. Was that the case?
0: Yeah, they just said it was not allowed. Okay. So then he had to go into um, people filled out this um, papers to. Um, did he say that to to a uh, police report? And then the public prosecutor had to, yeah. you know, prosecute him. And it's been six years and. I know how much court cases cost in the Netherlands. It's not cheap. It's tens of thousands of dollars. Not many people have it. And he was basically um, the public prosecutor decided to prosecute this this uh, opposition leader. And uh, there has been news coming out that the um, that the politics were involved, and this was a political uh, motivated. Um, prosecution, but it's still continuing, so it's t- it's taken up us all this time, and um, people need but to. Normally,
1: d- the parliament would look into that, so we asked the parliament to look into it. Yes, that. and they didn't want to do it. It's politically motivated. It's corruption, so they have to look into it. But because they didn't want to. Some kind of a minister instructed the public prosecutor to do certain things. Yeah, they were and involved. They refused.
0: Yeah, so the 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 coalition
1: sto- refused to look into it.
0: The story is that the parliament didn't want to look into it. They felt like we need to stay out because it's trias politica, which means separation of powers. But then this is talking about that there was no separation of power, but they didn't want to go into it. So he's still in court. But then this other guy who was in front of people saying, we're going to kick people, whatever he's not being prosecuted. So we already know as Dutch people that there's a double standard when it comes to prosecution, certain people. And then also there's nothing like freedom of speech. Apparently not says the no freedom of speech. Um, in this case, they also ruled one, um, uh, judge ruled that Moroccans are a race. So that was already strange, but I'm, I'm going into it a little bit too much, but, um, I'm trying to explain what the situation is. So he is, um, he needed money to pay for the lawyer or the lawyers are very expensive because it's years and years of this political process. And then apparently someone from America that either supports freedom of speech, fighting for freedom of speech or supports Wilders, We don't know, but this journalist came out, we did some investigative journalism and we looked into, he got money and he didn't, uh, um, report it because you have, if you get a gift, you have to report it above $50 in, or euros in the Netherlands if you're a politician. But then I was like, this is really sad that this is, you come out with this right away because you want to avoid attention to Mark Rutte. And then you talk about this and you don't even talk about the reason he ha- these lawyers are so expensive. First of all, it's why don't you... But
1: that doesn't matter. It, the, 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 I think he should have reported that somebody else paid for the court case. The fact that there's something really significant happening with the Dutch parliament, that uh, the, the prime minister is resigning, basically. Everybody is resigning. And then at that same moment, so when all attention should go to the Prime minister and the and the really the shit that he pulled, cheating the the Dutch people, then at that same moment, something else uh, from the coalition bubbles up, or from the opposition party bubbles up, and all attention goes to that side. So everybody who thinks that there is an independent media in Holland, Think twice. There is
0: no, because it's all owned by two Belgian uh, companies, first of all, and also the... it
1: shouldn't matter who owns it. it. A journalist should be independent, but the journalists who do this are in the pocket of the coalition parties.
0: Yeah, well, this was actually not a mainstream media one. This was follow the money that brought that came out with it, but I'm like, why do you want to focus on here at right now in this detail? Uh, and you don't even want to talk about the, this is a result. He didn't want to be in court anyway, first of all, but even with his, uh, politician in Netherlands, I think they make about hundred thousand dollars a year, euros a year. Um, if you have a court case, it can go up to 80,000 a year. Um, if you need to go to court all the time and these lawyers are expensive, so you, how can you afford that even as a politician? So you need donors. So that's what he got. But then why do you come out with this right now? Just also before the elections and they did it four years ago. Uh, he was also doing well. Um, it's always the timing. It's always at a certain time. And that's also what they did with Trump. Why did, uh, that whole grab or buy the whatever came out, it was like filmed ten years before Trump was uh, running for office. It was filmed in secret, and they come out just a week or two before the actual election. They do that on purpose. It's not like they're really interested. They hold on to these these stories for the right moment. So if they need to divert attention or if they need to bring someone down just before for the elections, I hope that Dutch people are now opening their eyes. And seeing what is really happening. So, uh, I'm also going to do a Dutch, uh, videos and explain a little bit more. And I'll prefer to talk about facts because I'm sure Mark Rutte, when you hang out with him, sure. He's a nice guy, but what he's doing is not okay. And you need to you be able to call out people for that when things are not done by law. I'm very much about law and order. They, um, it's funny that, um, it's usually the people that accuse others of doing something wrong. They're actually doing something wrong, but because he was the one in charge, he even said in the hearing that it could be, he could understand that maybe the way he said it, that maybe certain, uh, government employees took his words a little too much. Like we can work on the borders of the law or maybe go over it like they did with so many people, but in the Netherlands, these government employers, employees, they don't want, they are not being for what they did with the Dutch families. They're not being prosecuted. And a lot of Dutch people are so upset by that because basically what happened to these families can happen to anybody can happen to any Dutch person. If this, this issue. If they just sweep it under the rug and we'll be like, yeah, they get money. We'll never talk about it again. It will happen again. And it could be you that's next. So in the Netherlands, there, um, a lot of people are upset. It's not even the lockdown, the lockdown, many people are upset about it. It's everything, just the lawlessness of the government, the sweeping it on the rug, the laughing about it and just thinking it's not important. Also when they have a vote that's been taken place. They, uh, Rutte doesn't respect the vote of the people and just does whatever he feels like. And, and he could always could get away with it, but I feel the Dutch people are like done with it. I don't know how you feel. I have some,
1: yeah,
0: every country has issues at this moment. That's why you see a lot of governments are resigning or collapsing. Um, and I think what we all as citizens need to do is demand transparency Film everything, record everything, keep dossiers. I make dossiers, I have files. Oh my god! And um, write books about it. Make but videos. the most important
1: question. Since when are politicians aren't politicians accountable anymore? Because if they if they mess up, it's oh I'm sorry, I'll leave, and yeah. that's it.
0: Yeah, but the problem is in uh, so in America they all blame everything on Trump, whatever it is, even if it's someone else. Um, in the Netherlands, it's the system, even Rutte said it, it's the system. And, um, if you want to make a lot of money, you want to have a lot of power and the citizens give you a lot of power or the, 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 yeah, the Americans in this case, or in the ne- the Dutch people in the Netherlands or any other country, because I heard also Italy's having issues and Angela Merkel from Germany wants to resign at some point in a few months. Um. When they give you the power, it's not like you can only take all the benefits and not take the responsibility because you can't do that with any job. But for some reason, politicians...
1: The best example is the minister of defense. It was a woman and uh, she gave the army outdated equipment. And then a couple of people got killed and... She, ha- she is responsible for that. And the only thing she does is like, oh, that's too bad. I'll resign. And then she goes to the next cozy job. And I think they were even thinking about reinstating her for something else a couple of years ago. I
0: don't know which one you're talking about, what her name the is. The
1: blonde one. Oh no,
0: Hennes. Yeah. Oh no, she's now a UN ambassador or something for (laughs) the Netherlands. Dutch ambassador in, in Iraq,
1: I believe. So she's responsible for killing soldiers. Yes. She has to go to jail. If you kill somebody, you go to jail at least you go to it uh, to court no
0: you go to court
1: you go yeah at least you go to court
0: you need to be prosecuted yes, but that's but what she i mean just leaves but it's, like, it, it's oh, funny you say that because bummer. i messed up so this dutch opposition leader that's never killed anybody never threatens anybody and never just said do you want less or more ask a question is being prosecuted for years but then people that actually caused issues. It's like a Benghazi. It was like a Benghazi issue where they make a big mistake. People, the soldiers died. They, they get a new job. That's just the hypocrisy, the crazy thing that, that can make you go crazy with this situation. I don't know how you feel. Um, you need to all, what I advise you to do is if you know all these things, it can be overwhelming. Some people don't want to know. They just want to be outraged. They don't want to know the facts. But find one video or story or something that can help you to, um, to explain it to them. Like one, you cannot just bombard them with a lot of videos or stories, just one thing that can maybe trigger their mind. For instance, if you don't believe in black lives matter, uh, and someone else does and thinks that you don't, un- that you don't understand what it stands for. And you think, no. They are committing violence and the way they speak their the rhetoric is, is, um, um, is, is not okay. Then you have to find a video of a black person that's explaining it to them because then maybe they understand because black lives matter, don't all black people support it. No, many black people don't support it. And that's why. You need to find the person, the right person that can explain it to someone. Because if you just have a, you know, you, then they think, yeah, you don't understand because you're not black yourself. You know what I mean? So you have to find the person that you think or video that can explain it the best to that, for that person. For instance, I have a lot of people that always ask me, yeah, but my grandmother or my mother, my father, my brother doesn't understand. It's so frustrating. Well, you can't. You know, don't start a discussion, but what you can do is please watch one video for me and they will probably do it or watch together. And then maybe it can open up a conversation because right now there's a lot of, um, you know, divide and conquer governments, the people in charge, they survive because of uh, divide and conquer. And that's what you see with the top peoples in America and in the Netherlands, divide and conquer. Make sure that everybody is fighting with each other. And then they can stay on top. Um, I don't see any super chats, so I'll see if there's a lot of, a little bit of, uh, the comments. But I, I hope I explained a little bit of what, uh, what I see happening in America and what is happening in the Netherlands. I don't know what's going to happen when Trump is out of office. I'm w- worried that, um, their choir is showing that. Yeah, yeah. I said I, I already read it, but I hope that um, we don't know what's going to happen. We hope Trump comes out with something before he leaves. Um, we have to support him and share everything we know. With, you know make sure that they cannot cancel history. It's, just, it's not even important for us. It's important for our grandkids and kids. It's really. Ha- yeah, um, it's a sad story what happened in Capitol Hill. People were Some people were instigators and uh, the FBI is going after them, but I also hope that they do the same finally with all those people that committed all the violence over the years for the anti fam Black Lives Matter, riots and protests. Um, hypocrisy has no place, I think, in America. Um, they need to, if they say, state out loud something, they need to... Treat everybody the same, and not only because they are supporters of Trump, but they're already making it sound like it's a terrorist organization. And Trump, you know, they're not—they're on no-fly lists. They're not allowed to fly. Delta Airlines is banning them. It's really crazy what they're doing. So if you don't agree with it, then don't fly with Delta anymore. Even though, even if they get a cheaper ticket, if you get a cheaper ticket with Delta, just find another airlines. That's just how you, with this crazy. Authoritarian behavior that makes no sense. That's against the law. Um, yeah, you can make your own decisions.
1: But it, uh, th- there are also good things about it because because of this, people, are, uh, a lot of people are looking for alternatives. So uh, you have EOS, you have lineages uh, lineage uh, OS, you have Ubuntu, uh, Ubuntu Touch, uh, all uh, operating systems for your phone, and they have a huge. Uh, search at the moment. So maybe this creates more competition.
0: I hope this creates more competition, but you and me, we all have to do our part to really, whenever you buy something, do a little research. uh, What causes this company support? If you don't agree with it, buy something else. Um, It's the only way. Maybe this is a blessing in disguise. Maybe this is a blessing in disguise because Trump opened everybody's eyes. Trump already said that this was a problem and that big tech was too big and now we see it and now we see all these companies, the double standards. So it can also be, like you said, that there's going to be more diversity of, uh, different companies, but we have to also fight for it, that they're not going to cancel it or that the government is going to put in place because they want to make it sound like certain people are terrorists when they're not, um, we have to watch everything, what the government's doing, what people are doing. Just have to be aware. You cannot just be watching movies and eat, you know, fast food every day and not care about yourself. You need to be healthy. You need to be happy. You need to do research, study, uh, learn new skills, just make yourself a better version of yourself and uh, be prepared for, you know, set a bad times to come because it, It could, we hope that because they're trying now everything to make it look better under Biden, of course, we hope things will get better, but you have to always expect the worst. Um, I saw that Biden wants to give $1,400 extra on top of the $600. So then everybody would get $2,000. Um, it's of course not enough, but we have to just, um, see what's going to happen with that. Just live a real life with real people. I'm so blessed that uh, my friendships have uh, shifted over the last year. I've become more myself, more in touch with, uh, reality. And, um, I have more people around me and friends. Um, it's funny that my sister and I, we have come even closer because we now we were always so different on different paths in life. But this what's happening in society has brought us to to close together and it brought us because we both are on the same page in this specific subject. So for me, it's a very, um, special moment in time. And, uh, so many friendships that of people that are aware and are opening their eyes have become stronger. And then some people, unfortunately. If they don't want to put the time into this big change in life that's happening, they just want to continue living a life like before with what they try to continue doing what they always do. Yeah. Still love you, but you, you know, you're, I don't want to have any discussions all the time and, you know, when time passes, you will probably find out. So it's nice that I have, you know, with these chats too, because I love hearing from you guys i learn I learn a lot from you, but it's also my um my own life that we have more meaningful it's really brought a lot so it's not all negative what's happening there's also some good things that are happening you have to ch- cherish it because we were so used to always getting everything we wanted, and we need to learn to just cherish the little things alive and be happy with what you have and uh we always complain about things you know women complain always about that we're not skinny enough. We're not pretty enough. We want to go get fillers and Botox, but you're good at the way you are. If you're healthy, uh, you have to work harder and make yourself healthier. Um, But we focus on things that don't really matter in the bigger picture. We're all people. We need to work together towards making it better for everybody. And if for me, what I just told you, the whole story about the Netherlands, about these Dutch families that were so... Um, the government went after them, and you don't care, or you're like, Oh, it wasn't me. I don't really. It's you, those are your fellow citizens. You need to stand up for them and help them. That's how you keep a country together when you stand up together and support each other
1: and listen to each other. And that's also a little bridge into th- why we were. Uh, what is it, putting people on timeout in the chat.
0: You did that today again?
1: No, 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 not today. Like the last uh, two chats, I think, we we had to put some people in timeout. There were two trolls uh, in the English chat. And the reason it's not, the, the last one we put in timeout was really frustrated and he wrote a whole comment about it. And he felt that he was uh, being silenced and not being able to exercise his freedom of speech. And it was the same as Twitter silencing people. We are not a platform. Loneke's talk is not a platform. She's a channel and she wants to facilitate Open discussions to open-minded people. It doesn't matter if it if it's left or right or whatever, as long as you're open-minded and want to learn from each other and want to listen to each other, it's okay. Everybody's welcome. But if you if you even publicly admit afterwards uh, that you're just trolling people and trying to to rile things up, then you don't have a place. Or you just start
0: one discussion and then when you you switch to another and then another just they to make... don't care
1: about discussion. They just want to anger people. And th- th- you can do that everywhere. You can do that on Twitter. You can do that on YouTube. Lonica's Talk is not a platform. It's a channel. You're free to go to any other channel. You're free to go to Twitter, whatever you want. But if you don't want to listen to each other, then we'll put you in time out. And then you can only watch and maybe, maybe you learn something. So if you're open-minded, you're welcome. If you just want to want to anger people and annoy people, then just spout your shit. Oh, I couldn't say that anymore because it wasn't a word, but...
0: I don't know. Just uh, go somewhere else. Yeah. But what you actually also mean to say is that... Um, this person was overwhelming the chat, and it was definitely like, it was like a troll wasn't discussion was just throwing out stuff. Like he had some, uh, verbal diarrhea and just wanted to annoy people. And, um, it's, I want everybody to have equal amount of, you know, chance to talk to each other. And if one person is overwhelming, it's ruining the, the experience of others. So that's why I think we should all work together to make this a balanced chat and I think it's going great. And, um, oh, I see some super chats. Thank you so much for the support. It really helps me to continue doing this. Uh, oh, Hugo, you say support Lonica so she can continue to create content. Thank you. And then, oh, Dick says, okay, Hugo, thank you very much for that. And, um, definitely going to focus on even if the elections are gone. I'll tell you, I have a few very important subjects that I'm going to morph into. And, um, I also have a court case. I hope I get the, the, the verdict this week. So that's something to talk about. And also the, what the Dutch situation also for Americans, I will try to explain what's going on because Americans think that the Netherlands is such a great country. I started a few threats on Twitter already, about the Netherlands and the truth, um, yeah, I can go into that I'm making more. I even made, made a video you can find on YouTube, the Netherlands. I tried to explain to Americans a little bit. This was before all everything was happening, uh, but it's a very good video with information about the reality of the Netherlands. I really would watch it. And um, I also saw someone that said Biden uh, impeach. We already have Marjorie Green. She's a House of, uh, representative in the House. She already said we're going to impeach him because he, um, I believe it was uh, about the Ukraine and, you know, that, that he will, withheld a billion dollars of uh, aid to Ukraine unless they fired the prosecutor. And I believe that they pushed Biden to be the leader to make sure that everything else is covered up, but there are new people in the House that are going to try to fight it. And she was also saying... Um, The media is making her sound like she's some crazy, extreme right person. She seems like a little blonde woman, but I don't know. Um, She was saying something that was interesting. You know, the Republicans don't know how to fight and the Americans do. Uh, I mean, the Democrats do. So we need to also start fighting that, fighting fire with fire. So I'm very excited to see that. I see a comment. Thank you so much. What's your opinion on the positions of Robert Kennedy jr. The one with the unusual vo- voice. Um, uh, you mean the one that's married to Cheryl. Hines or something. He, yeah, something she was with curb your enthusiasm. Um, he's against vaccines. Um, I thought that she, I saw her being f- pro Biden, maybe because Trump was all very, um, much in favor of getting these vaccines out because everybody wanted it and it was being held. Like if we don't have vaccines, we cannot open the the country. So he was like, let's get all these vaccines out. So, um, they don't can, they can give that as an excuse to keep the, the country closed economically. I don't know what his stance is on exactly on, um, Trump. Maybe you can.
1: On Trump or on vaccination? Yeah, that's no, it just
0: question. I just know that he's very strongly against vaccinations. Um, that's something that that Dirk and I can totally understand him because Dirk had a adverse reaction and he almost died. He had a um, cardiac arrest after vaccination. So um, we are in the middle. Certain vaccines are important. Others, you know, we just go with science and we research everything and we make our own decision if we want one or not. And everybody should do that. Should be freedom.
1: A little bit more of an individualized approach.
0: Yes, individualized with guidance, not just one shot and no care, no guidance through those weeks before, after. There needs to be more information, more guidance. We don't see that. It's either you're against or you're for. And, and I think that he's on a part that he wants to give more information on, uh, everything. So I like that. I don't under, I don't know what else. That's all I know about him that, you know, he's, uh, that he's very much into, um, that. I see someone asking anybody out here suffering from post us election stress. If you saw my video, I think I was in Dutch. Just go for a look at it for the heck of it. I was crying after the day after I did a Dutch chat and I was upset. Um, but it was just, you know, it wasn't even after the election. It was after January 6th when it happened. That was for me, like, they, they got the, the Trump support where they wanted to, to act like they're so violent and. Uh, The media is getting what they want. I've experienced it in my life in the past as well, where they're trying to trigger you to do something so they can use that for their own narrative. Um, And I wish it didn't happen. I wish it didn't happen and uh, maybe sad and you cry and you just have a bad day and you talk to each other. In this case, I talked on the chat and you move on. But I don't have any stress right now. I just feel like I'm so... I don't know how you feel Dirk, but I feel there's so much that needs to be done. So much that needs to be, uh, talked about before everything is censored and canceled There's so much needs to be done. We need to support people. We need to be together. So I actually am fired up. So I had a moment of being upset and now I'm not upset. I'm going to inform people. I'm going to talk to people. We're going to do it together. And I need to also make changes in my life and I'm fired up. I'm excited. There's so much that can be done in the future. So I hope that you can find that passion within you as well.
1: The thing I'm mostly focused on now is Wednesday because we have to sort of have an emergency plan in place for Wednesday. If if things go wrong that we can leave and have uh, emergency supplies available.
0: Yeah, I first was very worried and now I'm like if Trump just leaves maybe and he asked everybody to be nonviolent.
1: Yeah, but the uh, fact that there there will be they're deploying a lot of National Guard at the inauguration. In and Washington. I think, yeah, but I think it's not because of uh, their fear for Trump, but I think it's more that they have the indication that either Antifa or BLM or whatever, they're going to uh, start riots again.
0: Why? Right? Because Biden would be inaugurated. That would be weird. That's the same as in, in, in uh, New York. Why would they ruin their own neighborhoods and their own city when this city, for instance, has voted Biden for Biden, that would be weird if he gets inaugurated, I understand if, if Trump uh, pulls a trick, but if Biden gets inaugurated, that's the person they want. So that would be really weird if they would, uh, start something. But then Antifa has been like, this is the last president. We don't want it. You know, it's, uh, they're very much against any kind of government it feels. Yeah, we're going to prep a little bit, pack a bag just to make sure, you know, it's just, if you don't have, it's like when you give birth, you have, you pack a bag with, I've never experienced it. I just know with the people that around me that have given birth, you, you have pack a bag with necessary stuff you need and you have it ready. And then when something happens, when it happens, you just take it and you go. Yeah. Mr. O'Donnell, I see Antifa hates everyone. They're the most unhappy people I've ever seen. They just want to terrorize people. What were you saying, Dirk? Nothing. You were showing something. No, no,
1: I just removed it. No, it was about the uh, Dick's comment on uh, Kennedy. He just uh, elaborated a little bit. He has strong ideas on vaccinations 5g, the great reset, etc and he speaks out against globalism.
0: Yeah, he was also blocked, I believe on Instagram. That's why I couldn't follow him for a while. Um, yeah, but I feel like he was against Trump as well. I have that was like what I saw the last I was like, oh, that's weird because uh, Trump in the past has said things against vaccines as well. Um, it's a controversial subject, but it shouldn't be. It should, should just be spoken about with science and guidance and, um, you know, in certain countries, they, they, when you get a vaccination, they tell you two weeks to take it easy. Um, so you don't get any inflammation on your heart tissue, whatever. So it's just, how can you help people through the getting through it? It's not just, oh, you, you need to be careful, you know, um, and watch yourself. It's just, it shouldn't be controversial, but about the whole globalism and stuff. It's, it's happening around us. There's a few people that want this whole world to be, you know, we all have basic income and we work for the government that way we were owned by the government. And then, um, a few people are very rich and they take care of everything. And I wish that struggle. Wasn't happening, but unfortunately it is. So it's just, um, yeah, we, and then there are, like I said before, people that don't want to discuss this, or they just want to continue their lives with their happy life. But unfortunately everybody's going to be sucked into it at one point in their lives. We, that's why we are a little bit more aware we can prepare and, um, change the lives because some people will wake up on there like, oh my God, what happened, what happened to this bank? What happened to this? You want to just, you know, be smart and prepare. Someone says, why are there so many troops in Washington when nobody's even allowed at the inauguration? And yeah, it's also weird because Biden, yeah, he didn't get that many people at his, uh, rallies. And also one thing I noticed there was one judge that released in Michigan, he released uh, documents that stated something that dominion was, was, uh, designed to alter election results. I don't know about that, but we're going to look into that. Um, so I think more will come out. That's why this stays interesting. Even if well, when Biden and Harris are in office, some think that it will be President Harris finally. In the end. Um,
1: Some people say that uh, she will use the 25th uh, amendment against Biden.
0: Well, she said before that he was racist. And she was very much in the debates. She was against him. She wasn't popular in the primaries, first of all. If she does that,
1: then the whole party loses all credibility.
0: No, they will, with the media and everybody, they will make it sound like it's... The only choice and... Some people
1: are really stupid because they didn't want to pick Harris. Most people hated her, so she didn't become the presidential candidate. Biden became the candidate probably most likely because he was in office. He was vice president of Obama because basically Obama ran this campaign for him. No,
0: Obama didn't do that much, but it's more that people think...
1: He did a lot. He did... Biden didn't do anything. No, Biden didn't do anything. He was hiding. And Obama...
0: No, he did. Only at the last moment. Uh, Only in the last moment he did. But they did. But uh, Obama didn't want to support anybody because he basically... There was a quote that someone said that Obama had said he can, you know, screw things up. Um, But I think they wanted Biden because he's the status quo. He can keep everything, you know, everybody protected, you know. And, And many people he's seen as a moderate... That whatever he does, you know, with cuddling kids and everything that, and whatever his son does that people think, yeah, but at least he, it's like with Mark Rutts in the Netherlands, like he seems like a decent man and he understands. So, um, but he wanted, he was very much. So Harris said that he was racist, but then he decided I need a black woman as my running mate because identity politics. And then when, um, Stephen Colbert the host, the TV host, asked her about it. She was like, it's just a debate. It was just a debate. So she totally was like, no, it's just a debate that I said about that he was a racist. Um, I, If I say something, I stand by my words. And if I really thought someone was a racist, I don't want to work with that person. But apparently in politics, everything and anything is possible. Um, to me, Harris comes across like someone that acts a certain you know, role, it's role playing to me. That's what it, when I see it doesn't come um, off as natural. That's my opinion. I just, you know, I just don't really, But America chose apparently and um, or whatever, she became the vice president and Biden became the president. It happened. It happened. It's the way it is right now.
1: That's the way the cookie crumbles.
0: Yes, um, I have no clue what's going to happen Wednesday. That's why I pack my bag. That's why I just I'm gonna take it easy now, and uh,
1: if things really go get out of hand, we're driving to Nebraska, right?
0: Probably <laughs> we'll visit some friends from so Michigan. I also had an offer in Utah, so we'll just take the car and with Bane and we'll drive somewhere. It would be nice if it's a warm place, but I guess Nebraska is pretty cold and Utah is pr- pretty cold right now. And Michigan is probably also cold. Maybe we just uh, asked Trump to go on his air force one and go to Florida because everybody, the whole family of Trump, they're all moving to Florida. And the many friends of mine also. Move to Florida. They all want to just be there. Seems like maybe Florida has like a new that is gonna be the future. Everybody's gonna be in Florida. Florida's gonna have a really uh, renaissance happening. Yeah, we'll hope we'll be fine. Yes, I I uh, I I just talked about the Steve Colbert. She was uh, defending Biden. that she said that uh, to Biden. It's really crazy. We are going to... Uh, tomorrow, I'm doing a Dutch chat for my Dutch friends. We're also going to talk about um, the Dutch situation a little more more in detail. I think I spoke a lot about it for the American friends. So you understand what America is dealing with right now. But all over Europe, all over the world, there's a lot of... I believe even in the Middle East, there are some... There's some, and Iran and, oh my God, there's so much happening right now. It was pretty stable around the world for four years. A lot of peace, no caravans going to America, but unfortunately change of administration. We'll see more caravans, more people uh, coming to America. Iran doesn't like it. North Korea doesn't like it. um, Yeah. I don't know. There's not not much we can do. We can just talk about it and see. Also, um, I posted a new video about Lonica Walks New York City. I just walked around the neighborhood a little bit to show you what it looks like right now. It's just an eight-minute video with a little bit of a flashback, just so you get a feeling of what it basically says a lot about the rest of the city. Um, with the indoor dining well, outdoor dining, but then indoors and the money that restaurants spend on making the outdoor dining a pleasant experience. I also have another video where I'm driving around town. Also interesting. That will be a little longer. Probably that's going to be, um, on, um, online in two days. And that way we just, uh, you know, with your support, I can continue focusing on this and Dirk can help me with this, um. So the more you, if you want to support me also, I'm making a video this week. I hope I can start making a video for my organizer, the best, the better organizer, the best organizer, it gives you the most flexibility to keep track of your days. You see two weeks, you can fill it out the way you want. You can make it like a whole scrapbook or you can just keep it very clean. It's you, whatever you decide, less waste because. It's three years, so you buy one and you can use it for three years. That's why it's also a better deal compared to other agendas. And, um, if you were on vacation for a week, you don't have to fill in that week and then you can use it so you can use it for even longer than three years. If you want to, um, this is my first product. I'm very proud of it. I'm having new products made also in the stationary. I'm focusing on t-shirts, sweaters. Merchandise, I always have my mug here. So maybe I'm coming out with a mug with some inspirational. Typical Lonica talks, quotes or talks. Anyway, we need to do something to uh, keep this going. I don't want to be part of the mainstream media. I want to be myself. I want to talk truth. I want to talk to you. I want to have live chats. So if I want to continue sustaining myself, I need to develop and move forward and doing different things. And that's what I'm doing. So you should do that too. Dirk, thanks and so you much. Yeah.
1: Like and subscribe. And you
0: should like and subscribe and get notified. Share this video with your friends. Hopefully tomorrow, the Dutch one, a lot of people are going to join me. Last week we had 250 Dutch people. That was amazing. And American ones, English one is also growing. There's a lot of international people. I love it. So both are very. I like doing them both. They're different. So thank you so much, Dirk. Thank you for being here with us again. My friends, I really appreciate you. Have a great weekend and I hope to see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.